And we are back with part two of the Scobro Show. I am Dave Schofield, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With me, as always, is my big brother, Rich, who I can now say is a writer at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, thanks to his, his article yesterday. And longtime writer sitting in with us tonight, Shannon White, finally getting on here with the podcast for us, getting all our, all our staff writers on the podcasts um in no, you're, not, you're not done yet you're not done yet what's that you're not done with getting all the writers on your podcast staff writers staff writers. oh we got it what like we gotta get tony on here well technically dad's no. never been on this show either no so. no, no, no 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 you forgot mm-hmm. the other new guy staff writers staff writers oh staff well, writers. come on staff we got it very different you know shannon 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 shannon's got got um I can't even think of the right word right now. You know, he's got deadlines he's got to meet now. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so, but no, we do also want to mention Wes, who um, who has been on Brian's show before. Yep. He, he's been on Brian's show with him just yeah. before the draft. Uh, that that Wes did the great sports. But we're talking Steelers. We're talking about the running game. We are talking about um, the the Be- Benny Snell and not just running well but running effectively you know that five point seven yards per carry yeah he had the fumble Juju bailed him out let's just Thank forget God. about that don't let that happen again you know one you get one four, you, you get one, one screw up and you have it. four Giants and Juju comes up with that oh football. I know that I couldn't I I thought that was I thought for sure that was a turnover but um, yep. yeah what what was interesting. I was before we jump into the defense. I was really not in the right mood going into this game. I was already frustrated with the Steelers because they screwed up their inactive list. Mike Tomlin had to admit to it today when I when I I was so happy someone asked him the question as to why the Steelers had six players on their inactive list when they only needed to have five. They went into this game with forty seven players and they were allowed forty eight. And bottom line is they just told too many guys they weren't playing. <laughs> and they didn't – there was they some questions that, with the rules. They forgot and, that Castro was out already. Probably. I mean, I, who knows? All I know is that um, at least at least they owned up to it. I have that article on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com if you wanted to go check that out. Um, and I did offer my services if they need someone to, to uh, keep track of their numbers for them. I, I'd have no problem doing that. But I'm like, as much as I've, as I've read that part of the new CBA, trust me, I know exactly how it needed to work. But I was already frustrated with them. Then the streak continues without the offense stepping foot on the field. Yeah. That the Steelers are now up to 24 straight gains with at least one turnover. And you couldn't even put it on the offense. The offense didn't turn the ball, ball over at all. Because Juju bailed, bailed out Benny Snell, and they kept rolling. And and Connor bailed out Ben, technically. Technically, yeah, technically. Um, but the other thing was, after that fumble, I was like, oh, here we go. Here's where Barkley gets going. Not only did he not get going after that fumble, he didn't get going all night. What do you guys have to think? And I'll have a stat that I have to throw out here later because Ryan O'Toole asked it in the in in the hangover that was on earlier tonight, which is already available um, in, in audio for those of you looking for it. Um, he asked a question that I got to answer here in a little bit. But what did you think of the Steelers' ability to completely take Saquon Barkley 
out of the out of the game plan and 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 have him have a near historic lack of rushing game. What what do you think, Shannon? Oh, it was a it was a great game plan. They attacked the line. They run blitzed. Uh, they sent extra people every time to make sure to contain him. Uh, I wrote in my article that's posted tomorrow that Barkley looked under his bed and in his closet for Dupree last night. <laughs> because yeah. He'll haunt his dreams because that's every time, as soon as he got the snap, he was Dupree was in his face. And I mean, I understand that a lot of times he was unblocked, but you still got to go in and make the play. And he he made him pay for it all night. He you know, and uh, they they you know that was the main thing I was worried about was Barkley, and I was worried about Jones, you know, making first down with his legs, which on that long drive he did, I think, twice. He got uh, – Danny Jones got first downs scrambling. And uh, yeah, I was more worried about that than I was him throwing the ball. And uh, so I thought they had a really good game plan um, on defense, and, and the main thing was to shut Barkley down. Yeah, that's what I that was the one thing that I said the Steelers could do. The only player that really I I was concerned about being able to take over the game and beat the Steelers was Saquon Barkley. Rich, do you see that I was frustrated with some of the passing defense, but then come to find out that it's because they were kind of leaving themselves a little bit thin in an effort to sell out to make sure Barkley couldn't get going. Is that what you were seeing as well? Well, yeah, kind of what I see, and I, I, I was thinking our whole game plan kind of reminded me of this certain coach up north that really mumbles around where his whole plan is. it really reminded me. Yeah, he really reminded me of what something that that Belichick likes to do, and if he feels there's a player on the other team that they would like to totally take out of the game, that's what that's what they do. So we made the decision we're going to take him out of the game. Now, I was frustrated with the passing yards at the beginning of the game, um, but I knew we were going to give up some passing yards. One, because we were, were going to focus on Barkley, but two, we were also not wanting to play into something that was supposed to be Daniel Jones' strength. Okay, Last year, Daniel Jones put up better numbers versus man defense than he did against zone defense. So we were basically, you know – Rushing our main four sometimes send a blitz, sometimes send a blitzer, and it was as much a run blitz sometimes as a pass blitz. But we were playing a pretty soft cover two behind it. Mm-hmm. And I saw but a decent I, bit of cover three in there. As yeah, well, there was so, cover three yeah. as well. So you know, we we were you know we were not playing. Our, our secondary was really not playing to our strength of our secondary last night. Well, what they were doing was they were trying to ex- to expose Jones's weakness, and and actually in trying to expose his coverage, in trying to expose his weakness, and looking at some of his tendencies from last year is actually the reason we gave up the first touchdown. Yeah. Okay, Jones during this game and a lot last year. Always look for that tight end typically coming across the center of the field. Mm-hmm. Tight end, sometimes a slot receiver. If you notice on that first touchdown that the Giants had, Minka jumped that route and in doing so abandoned the deep middle help that Nelson was expecting. Yeah. And that's well, why that pass was able to be completed towards the center of the field. 
we we try to take advantage. You know what? Daniel Jones really got the best of us on that play. Here's the thing. You've got to remember this. They're like, oh, well, the Steelers are, you know, so much continuity that'll play to their advantage. But you know what else it does? I got to thinking it gives the other team film. Yeah. It gives the other team something to study and something to prepare for. And that's what the Steelers were trying to do. But it, there was so much unknown with a new head coach, young quarterback, new offensive coordinator, you know, new complete coaching staff for them. But they knew what the Steelers could do, and they knew how fast that pass rush was. So they were they were quick. They, they had a lot of quick releases. I thought Daniel Jones played well. I do. Yeah, um, he made the kind of jump in his second year that I think that you know in that first game he showed some things that I think the Giants were going to be really happy with. Yes, I was going to say they should they, they should take some good things out of this game, um, but at the same time they've really got to be worried about that about that rushing game. What basically the Steelers took the same approach as what so many teams took against them last year after Ben was out. They were like, we're just going to shut down your running game and not let you run. And you're going to, we're going to make you have to move the ball by throwing it. And we're going to come after you quickly. And you're going to have to throw a quick. And Jones made made much more of a jump than he showed from last year. And I think he did a, did a good job, but man, this is what I want to say about Saquon Barkley. He had 15 rushing attempts for six yards. And here's something that that people don't realize. His longest run of the night was exactly what we were talking about with Ben Roethlisberger and James Conner on Ben's first pass. It wasn't even a rush. It was that Jones went to throw him the ball, but Barkley somehow got – he had stepped up and Barkley was behind him. So when he threw him the ball, it was a backward pass, and then he ran and gained seven yards on it, and it was his longest rush of the night. If if that play goes down as a pass and not a rush, he has negative one yards rushing. Now, I got to bring this up here because he asked, uh, and I got to answer it. I know um, because I want to get back and ask Shannon something. This was only, since the 1970 merger, this was only the third time that a player rushed for 15 or more yards, and they had just also happened to be 15 more yards. Yeah, yeah, not 15 more yards. 15 attempts, and they rushed for six yards or less. Only the third time since 1970. I didn't even bother going before then. And so it was Saquon Barkley. The other two times were in the same year, two weeks apart. And that was in 1998. When first in week 14, Emmett Smith had 15 carries against the um, New Orleans Saints, and he only had six yards. Same. Same as what, what Barkley had. And then two weeks later, for the Dolphins, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, not the, not the basketball player. <laughs> he had five. Uh, this was week 16 against Denver. He had 15 rushes. For five yards. So that's it to get that many attempts and have that few yards. Well, some, somebody it. had one of the comments in one of the stories on the site when I was reading today. Someone commented, they said, You realize that works out to about just a little over 14 inches per rush. Yeah. But I mean, how many of those were for no gain? I mean, most or of lost. them, you know, most of them, a lot of, a lot of losses, a lot of losses in there. Shannon. How? What did the Steelers do? Did they just? Did they just come? Did they have anything that was that spectacular? Or do you think they just came out with a fire, knowing they were gonna they were attacking the run? I think the front seven 
uh, well, you have to it in Hayward. And then, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Uh, Lulu, is that how you say it? Alu-alu, it's Alu-alu. I, I, Alu-alu. I don't know if it's Alu-alu or Alu-alu. I've, I've said <laughs> Alu-alu. He, he played yeah. excellent, uh, you know, tying up blockers. Yes, he did. But with the way they – He was in the backfield a lot. A lot, yeah. He had a couple of tackles for losses, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, with that, with the speed of the linebackers, uh, you know, it's one thing I've said before, Bush plays sideline to sideline. You know, he's taking up the mantle uh, of Shazir. And the fact that he could do it all. He he was on Barkley all night long. Barkley couldn't, you know, he caught five passes or six, but but it was more than that. That Bush had great coverage on him and shut him down. But then you take Dupree and Watt with their athleticism, and they cover, you know, Dupree's making plays on the other side of the field. Uh, you know, Barkley couldn't get away from him when he wanted to. And even when they brought in uh a Daney and uh you know, Highsmith, those guys, uh, you know, they really, you know, you've seen them, you noticed them, they were in there making plays uh, for 10, 11 snaps during the game. So the athleticism is what I think really caused the Giants uh, offense to struggle so much. Yeah. And it, when I saw what the defensive front was doing for the Steelers, it reminded me of when I was coaching high school football and, and the one coach that I worked with when we were, um, that, that I was when I was first starting out, that I was learning underneath him, coaching offensive line and defensive line. We were working on defensive line, and there was a phrase that he used to say all the time, and it was "Take him back from whence he came." That's what he would tell the defenders to do, and that's what the Steelers were doing with those offensive linemen. They were coming this way; you were moving them in the opposite direction. They took him back from whence he came, and they were just getting, you know. I talked about it on the post game show. It's it's that it's that line of scrimmage. Which way is it surging? Is it surging? Uh, are, are you giving or are you moving? And on defense, they were moving. We were. I mean, they were. I mean, when Barkley was getting to the quote unquote line of scrimmage, meaning where all the big guys are smashed together, it was already two to three yards in the backfield. Yeah. So he had to get through that and <laughs> and fall forward for three yards just to get no gain. Rich, were is that what you were basically seeing the whole time? Or? Yeah, I really was. It was yeah, we 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 dominated the line of scrimmage defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's 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 what it it's what it really took. And it's something that you don't want to see the Steelers offensive line keep doing that. But um just all in all, any any last thoughts on the game as a whole? We'll start with Shannon. I was just uh Excited about what you know, obviously Ben, uh, being back and looking like Ben, but I was uh really excited to see the young guys, the second year guys that made uh some substantial plays throughout the game, they made their presence felt, and you, you see the potential there. And if you could keep a rotation and keep these superstar players fresh. Uh, and also hopefully healthy, um, you know, I'm really excited about that. I think that, that they have some uh, impressive depth there, that, 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 and hopefully they're going to use it this year. Rich, overall impressions, anything? Uh, overall impression was real positive. I think if we could have got the offense started a little earlier, we would have 
had no issues getting over that 30 point cap that we often talk about. Um, not that we were even close to needing it. Um, and we're, we'll probably have a lot of games this year where we don't need it. Uh, but I, I was very happy to see the offense come out and, and really get established. Um, the defense, uh, you know, hanging in there. You know, we, we didn't even bring up, you know, the 19-play the drive by the Giants that ended in zero points because of Cam Hayward's interception. It should I have mean, never happened because they had him a third and super long and should have even got a safety. And they let him march down the field. Sorry. I know. <laughs> now you're sounding like my knee-jerk reaction stuff. Yeah. So be careful there. Yep. Um, you know, um, so, so, so really overall just – pretty happy with how the game went. Um, I got a lot of what I expected defensively, what we were hoping to see. Um, and offensively, it was a little slower start than I would have liked, but I knew we were going to have a lot of jitters, especially even when you're, you know, your 38 year old quarterback, that's a veteran when he's coming out and you knew he was going to still be jittery. You knew some of those younger guys were going to kind of feel that same kind of pressure. Yeah. But once we got past that smooth sailing, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny because you talk about this. Sometimes the Steelers start slow for the season. They started a little bit slow for the game. I mean, the defense did their part early. Um, you know, then got put in a bad situation and kept them out of the touchdown zone. Had to make sure I got that in there. Shout out to Brian Anthony Davis. Um, and things just there was so many things that were f- far from perfect, but at the same time. There, there's so many things that were just close that you're like, oh my goodness, if they don't get that interception from with Cam Hayward, you know, what if they give up a touchdown there? Oh, what, you know, what a couple different things that went their way that what if they didn't? But at the same time, the Steelers gave up that, you know, six points late that they probably wouldn't have otherwise if they weren't just saying, hey, run clock. We don't even care if you get in the end zone. It's going and, to take you a long time to, to, to run this. And even though they scored that touchdown, that, that was truly when you play a pre-event defense, what we – what you what your prevent defense to do? We were only giving up, you know, five to six yards of play really there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we we were taking them all the way to third downs and they were converting. We were not giving up big chunks. We made them eat clock to get down and score that touchdown. And actually, I thought one of the the, the nicest plays defensively was with two minutes and two seconds to go um, on second and goal. We held to force them into third and goal after the two minute warning. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was that that that's a good point. There's there's a lot of different things there. Well, I before I roll into what we're going to take a little bit of time to talk about this. I know normally we'll spend more time on the game that's coming up, but this was it was like I said, 260 days since the Steelers are played. It just happened last night. It it's just too much to talk about. But but before we do that, I've got to bring up because people did ask earlier uh in the live chat what about the contest? What about the survivor pool? And that is, uh, hey, Rich, uh, why are you wearing, uh, wearing that jersey? My, I'm wearing my Marquise Pouncey jersey in defeat as I was eliminated in week one. <laughs> because it was the closest along you were going to get to Marquise. Along with one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman because we both picked the same team to win. Yes, you did. Um, I should have known better. Um, yeah. You had – you went along with 76 other people that yeah. got knocked out because of the Colts. Because of the Colts. Um, I, I knew better than pick the I should have known better than to pick the Colts. Um, mainly because um I've never ever ever 
since Ben was drafted, trusted Philip Rivers. Yeah. And should have known better than to trust him with my fate. Um, however, Kyle and I had looked over the games and we decided the best of the two games, the best two games to pick from was the Colts Jags and the Ravens Browns. Mm-hmm. And Kyle was said, well, he would keep the Ravens Browns game because he wanted to go ahead and get that one out of the way. Cause, and he, you know, he's like, and if the Ravens are going to win, the only other team I'd like to ever see them beat is the other team I really hate, which is the Browns. There you go. So, so. Kyle in me out. Yeah. Well, the most common choice was the Buffalo bills and they did win, but we lost my goodness. Um, I, I think in all um, 44% of the, of the entries, Almost half, you know, the, there's, there's four leagues. There's a hundred people in three of them and 55 in the last one. And, and the one league has 49 and that's the most. Oh no, wait, 49 eliminated. Sorry. They had the two leagues have 57. So that's pretty good. Now Shannon went with the exact opposite of my strategy. Shannon, (laughs) you're still in it. And you picked the Steelers. See, there you go. You're like, Hey, if you look at the schedule and you feel more confident about this game than any other, you go with it. So, well, I'm superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel I don't I jinx them. You know, mm-hmm. we've done pick 'em leagues for years. And I if they lose, it's because I'm picking them because you mm-hmm. know I have black and gold glasses. And uh, yeah. so I said, Well, if I get it out of the way this week, they win, then I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm not gonna jinx them. I almost went oh. Steelers. I, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it because then if they lose that uh, in the first week, I'm yeah. mad they lost and I'm mad because they got knocked why out. I had to go with my regular strategy. Same strategy I lose last year, which people rose to before. Is but this is my strategy. Well, first of all, I'm the one giving away the football, so I don't really care if I win this. I don't have as much invested in it uh, because if it's me and someone else left, then they win. But my strategy is, especially the first week, pick a team that you are will be happy if they lose. So that way, if you are eliminated, you're at least happy that that team lost. That's me. So that's why I picked the Ravens this week. Because if they lost, I would have been happy. And if they win, then I move on. So went ahead and did that one. Um, last year, this is where people rose to me. Last year, I, I picked the Patriots the first week because I said, I want to get knocked out of this. So that's what I was going to do. And because I, anytime I pick the Steelers, that's when I get nervous because I'm like, my wife can, she will testify that she roots so hard for the Steelers to win every single game, not because as much that she cares, but as much as she doesn't want to have to deal with me when they lose. (laughs) How I am. I'm short with the kids. I'm not happy. I'm just grouchy for, uh, for the longest time. And she, you know, she was, she was very happy that the Steelers won. If the Steelers would have lost last night, she would have gone to bed early. Because she wouldn't want to have been around me, but but you know she stayed up for a little while um, after the after the the post game show so we could talk a little bit because she knew I'd be in a good mood. Real quick about this game coming up since we don't have a lot to say, but yeah, so that's 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 it. There's 198 people left in the contest. If you're listening to this, we will update it on the Tuesday night show. There's also an article behind the steelcurtain.com that comes out late on Tuesdays each week. 
Um, someone in, the, in there said that they couldn't find your knee-jerk reaction article, Rich. It's still on there. It's just as more articles come out, it gets pushed down. Yep. So you've you've got to you've got to scroll for it, but it's still there. So right now, this is your reminder. If you're listening to this podcast, you're still in the contest. Go make your pick now, because the most common wrong pick we always get in week two is people forgetting to make their pick. Don't forget to make it. So. Real quick, oh, the- don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Real quick, looking at the Denver Broncos. Let's talk about the Steelers' defense. Okay, what's the philosophy this week? Last week it was don't let Saquon Barkley win this game. They they focused on it. They did it. Is that the same approach against the Denver Broncos? Um, I'm going to ask Rich first because we'll let Shannon dwell over it a little bit. <laughs> I'd like to see us. I thought Drew Locke looked shaky last night. I thought mm-hmm. he looked like you could really fluster him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see us put a lot of pressure on him. I think we could force some turnovers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So rather than say we're not going, rather than say maybe there's not one person that we're just going to focus on, not let them beat us, that we're yep. just going to say, this is something we can exploit. We're going to go get it. Yeah. Shannon, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I watched the game last night, and I agree that, you know, Locke has a lot of talent. But, and, you know, that Judy, that, that kid could get, he's great off the line. He's a tough cover. Of course, he dropped a couple big, uh, you know, important passes last night at bad, bad moments. <laughs> but uh, he's going to be a tough cover. But I still think if we shut the running game down, uh, looks like Lindsay might be out with a foot injury. Looks like he probably will be this week. And then if we can, you know, limit Gordon mm-hmm. and force the second and third and longs, where we've got a much better pass rush than the Titans do. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we can pressure him, uh, as Rich said, into some turnovers. Yep. And, uh, you know, not just interceptions, but fumbles as well, because he's kind of loose with the ball, uh, which a lot of young quarterbacks are. But, uh, yeah, I think that's the key again is, is, you know, limit the running game and set the defense up. It would be nice to have an early lead. Yes. To, to force their hand a little bit. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Melvin Gordon was, the, is, uh, is now going to be the guy there in Denver that I could see them taking a similar approach to say, we're just not going to let him beat us. But I think it's more likely I see more potential for Drew Locke to maybe, um, do more than what they thought Daniel Jones could, although Daniel Jones did pretty well. But I, I'm not really sure with that. But see, Melvin Gordon ran what ran much more efficiently than Derrick Henry, but he didn't have as many yards because Gordon was 78 yards on 15 rushes, so he averaged over five. When Henry did go over 100 yards, but on 31 rushes, so he had twice as many carries is what Derrick Henry did. So it looked like Henry ran for for more. But Gordon was it was that was more like a getting closer to what Benny Snell was was doing a little bit. But then Gordon, you know, also had, you know, you know, some receptions there too. So I don't know if this is a focus on shut one guy down or this is just a focus of let's just all around go after it. What about on offense? What do you think the Steelers are going to look to do? 
uh, I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer real quick first. The first thing you got to do is figure out what in the world they're doing with the offensive line. Yeah. Because you got to hope you can get DeCastro back. If not, you're starting Dotson. Then you've got to worry about who's actually backing up at guard. They don't even have, the, have another guard on the practice squad. Is Wisniewski maybe going to be available, but would be better off in a reserve role where he could come in if he had to? Um, but some people are like, well, you could always move Filer back to tackle. Who's going to play guard? You know, right. with, with the other guys, because you don't know about Wisniewski. You don't know about the Castro. We'll find out more when they practice on Wednesday. But you've you've got to you've got to kind of figure that out. There was a report that the Steelers were going to sign Gerald Hawkins. Then there was another report that said that that report is not true yet. So we'll see what they're going to do. Um, I think I think that's the number one focus of the offense right now is what they're going to do. I think it's going to be based on who they have on the line. Uh, thoughts, Rich? We'll start with you. Yeah. Um... I imagine we're going to see Chooks at, at tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, really hoping DeCastro's back, um, but not counting on it. Yeah. Um, I would I would expect we're going to see what we can do passing the ball a little more um, if Chooks is out there at, at tackle because that plays a little more to his strengths. Um, might be able to um, actually give a – slightly better pocket for Ben to pass in than we had the other night at times. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben's going to need to spread it around. I'd really like to see us utilize the tight ends more in the passing game this week. Um, just cause, cause I think we can keep Denver off balance defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, based just on our number of weapons, if we can spread the ball around. And similar to like what I thought Ben was doing in that two-minute drill the other night, that's why I thought his two-minute drill was so great because he was just spreading the ball around to everybody. If we can get into a passing game where we're spreading the ball around to everybody and everybody's making plays, Denver's not going to know exactly what to do or, or, you know. Um, And then if we get that passing game going and then Denver's feeling like they got to get their pass rush going better – that actually probably opens things up better to run the ball. So I think our ability to run the ball against Denver is going to be influenced most by our ability to pass the ball against Denver. Yeah. Um, it's. I think it's one of those things where it's the Steelers are just going to have to start doing what they do. What, what do you think, Shannon? Well, I agree with Rich. Uh, I think that the passing, we're lucky that, I mean, I hate it Miller's hurt. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad he's out for the game that we don't have to face him. And then yep. Chubbs is coming back from the ACL injury. And mm-hmm. he had some moments last night, but he's going to be on a snap count. So mm-hmm. their two best pass rushers are not going to be there. So I think that invites the Steelers to open up the passing game. Uh, I think Ebron needs to be more of a factor. I think he'll have some favorable matchups. And they have so many weapons. Uh, in those top four receivers um, that I think that they can, you know, move the ball, set the tempo, get the lead, and then have more success with Snell or or whoever Mm -hmm. running the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, my biggest concern is with that offensive line and what they're going to do there. If they can, if they can get that figured out, then um, I just, 
I, I feel Ben has got some confidence, some legs under him. I was ready for the Steelers before that Chase Claypool catch. If they don't convert that third down, I was getting ready to say, come on, come out and come out and run a no huddle for a drive and just let Ben do his thing. And that's what the Steelers need to go to if they can't get it going because Ben out there calling the plays, doing the things that he does, that's going to be the best thing. Hey, I'm, so, I'm going to bring up a uh, – where'd it go? Yeah, better better go quick because we're, we're right. running out I of time. Um, I, I also agree with this, and I almost said this. Ryan Kellerman brings up Bush needs to lock up Fant. You know, Fant is a big weapon for them offensively. Um, if Bush can neutralize that tight end, that really opens up some other things for our defense. Yeah. And which is funny because Fant is the player that the Broncos took of the 20th pick that they got from the Steelers as they traded up for Bush with the 10th right. pick. So well, that was that's quite interesting. Yeah. We're happy with Bush. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, I wasn't big on Fant coming out of college. He had a lot of drops. So uh real quick, because we're 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 over our time, but I'm I'm gonna say, Rich, you know what I always do every week. I know you probably haven't thought about it much. I don't give mine till Thursday. Do you want to give a prediction for this game, or are you not ready for that? No, I, I'm I'm okay. Um, I'm going Steelers 28-17. 28-17. Do you do you uh, feel confident in making a prediction, or are you just gonna say um you're still you're still re- you know reveling in the win from last night? I am still reveling in the win. <laughs> so uh yeah, I'll have to uh, hold off on making any predictions at the moment. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, make sure that you are checking it out on Thursdays when we do our staff picks for the entire league. Shannon's in on that. It's a it's a nice little graphic that we have going. My goodness, Jeffrey Benedict has never done picking games before. First time he's ever done it. And through this site, this tally site that that that, that we use, he ended up being like the number one picks for everybody. <laughs> um, it's it was pretty amazing. So yeah. um thought that was pretty neat. Make sure that you all are Tune it into the YouTube shows that we have because um, t- tomorrow night there will be no, know your enemy with, with Michael and Jeffrey Thursday night will be the preview. Um, then Saturday's uh, Steelers brunch with Tony Sunday, you'll get a post game show and, and not in the yep. middle of the night. So, and then it'll be back with the hangover Monday, but tons and tons and tons of audio only shows. We've got the let's ride shows going Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You have live Mike that was out today on Tuesday. Um, you'll have my stat geek on Thursdays. You're also getting um, touchdown under. I haven't missed one yet from the from our two blokes from Australia. Um, that that those shows are great. They come out on Saturday mornings. We're also giving you some other small shows. We're giving you um, a Mike Tomlin recap that happened today um, from his pe- press conference. Then you'll get an injury recap um, for the next three days for the with an injury report comes out. Um, lots of different things. Just make sure that you're, you're going in and liking behind the steel curtain, um, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also make sure you're checking out the website, mindsteelcurtain.com, one-stop shop for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. You'll see plenty of my stuff on there, Shannon's stuff on there, and make sure you're checking in about 30 minutes after the game or less, um, for Rich's knee-jerk reactions. Shannon, thanks for joining us tonight. Anything you want to say here before we head out? Hey, I appreciate the invite. Had a great time and go Steelers. All right, that's where we go. Go Steelers. Rich, go Steelers. Sunday. Can't wait. Can't wait. Here we go. You know what? That's exciting. 
Let's get let let's get another one. Let, let let's go. Let's start off the season two and zero. So thank you all for joining us tonight, and uh, we will see you next time.